0: Welcome back, everyone. This is the BB show. You know who it is. Yeah, that kid, BB, uh Chicken Man, aka myself. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, we'll we'll get to the backstory of that one day, but I mean honestly there really isn't one. It's just I'd never change it's the Xbox gamer tag they give you for free. So Chicken Man I am. Um
1: He's a man else? of many names.
0: Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, We'll we'll get right to the, you know, the gist of things because there was some crazy stuff that happened. And, I mean, two primetime games that I figured the first one would be good uh, that we still had left, Buccaneers and Cowboys. And then Monday night was Broncos Seahawks. Um, But both turned out to be entertaining for different reasons. Um, the first one, the Cowboys losing pretty good. Dak Prescott, yeah, granted he got hurt, but they weren't really in that game to begin with. Uh, which, as an avid Cowboy hater, I love to see. But, uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts, Caleb? I mean, because personally, it was a game that uh, yeah I paid attention to, but after a certain point, especially towards the fourth, my yeah, gas is this is lost.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty similar experience. Not gonna lie, got too late in the game. And Cowboys, man, uh, it's—I think it's unfortunate. I saw someone say this today, and and I kind of agree. Um, They're never going to have deep playoff success until Jerry Jones decides to stop being GM. Um, Mm. Because he—it's just at this point, you know. and, And I get that Dak getting hurt is out of control, and I think that Dak's a good quarterback, but. Uh, I was really disappointed in C.D. Lamb's performance. Uh, I was really high on him. Um, I don't know it's only week one. And um, I think the Bucks' defense I – mean, well, I'll get to the Bucks after I get through the Cowboys. But uh, tough matchup for week one. But uh, there's like no other receivers on the field. I mean, it's we have a Green Bay Packers situation down there with the exception of one guy. And hmm. um, that showed. And then I, I, people have known this for a while, but Zeke is not – He's not anywhere close to what he once was. And I, I don't even know if awesome. he's top 10 at this point. Um, he, he's disappointed. I mean, I would, I would prefer if Tony Pollard was the bell cow if I was, you know, Mike McCarthy at this point and Zeke comes in on the goal line or something. But uh, long story short, the Cowboys got issues um, and they need to get them addressed. And the number one being Dax Hurt again. I feel like we just went through this. Um, but on the, sure. uh, on the flip side, I was low. I actually picked the Cowboys to win the game because I was so low on the Bucs. Brady, Brady's going through his – I guess we have all kind of just assumed that it's marital problems at this point. Um, but he's going through that. He's missing camp. It doesn't look good. Uh, they've got injuries left and right. I mean, their O-line is a fraction of what it was. Godwin got hurt again. Uh, no A-B. Julio did step up. Uh, no Gronk, um, and it it doesn't matter. I mean, the Bucks are a machine. Yeah. Um, I was I I was wrong. I own up to it. The Bucks are going to cruise to the NFC to the division title, um, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs and who's healthy. But uh, Brady has proven that he can show up no matter how old he is and when, uh, just because he's Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think so that go. arm falls
0: off. Like, yeah. Literally until it is detached from his body, this man can line up and give you three hundred yards a game, which is just absurd. I guess there's really no words can put in this the the feet of forty five years old and your team is pretty much at the top of not all because of Tom Brady, but they are a Super Bowl contender every year because of him. Before no, that and,
1: and, and you know what, their only... defense once again, it is going to really help them. Um, they looked really good on Sunday night.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, we could harp on the like Cowboys' uh, pain for <laughs> a while longer if we wanted to, but oh. <laughs> I think we just we could just let the horse die. I mean, because quite frankly, this is a team that, hey, healthy. I mean, you're like, well, they might get to the playoffs, but they do have the same thing every year. I definitely don't have faith in Mike McCarthy as a coach, and as you touched on with the receiver issues, they do get Gallup back or Michael Gallup back at some point. Uh,
1: that's true. That's that is true. I forgot. I, I did forget about him.
0: It, but I don't know if it's is that really going to matter. I mean, I they're know. probably going to be a couple games behind now. They're already own one.
1: And I will say this, and we did. You did touch on this on the preview show. Uh, their defense is young, and nineteen to three, right? I mean, that, that that's not on the defense. If they're gonna, you know, only give up nineteen points, I want to say it was only a touch. There was only one touchdown. Uh, it was the Mike Evans one, um, right? So I, I think that the defense will keep them in some games. I mean, that's a high-powered offense, regardless of how injured they are. Uh, to hold anybody at 19 points, you should want to win most games if you're going to do that from a defensive. You know, they did their job is what I'm trying to say.
0: Agreed. Yeah, and if they continue, you know, to keep improving, like you said, the youth on that team, we could see them still get a playoff spot. Uh, but in terms of, like, teams, like week one biggest losers, I mean, when you lose your quarterback and the game, right away that's kind of as bad as you can start a season next.
1: yeah, no, yeah really I
0: mean, objectively speaking i'd
1: be i'd be interested to hear your take um it, it almost feels like the nfc is crumbling down to a certain extent Um, uh, if if that makes sense i mean the niners lost the rams lost the packers lost None of those three teams looked great or good in any sense. Uh, the Cowboys, Dax hurt. Now that's another potential playoff team. Um, you've got the Bucks didn't look stellar. You know, it, it just feels like it's it's wide open. And the AFC feels like the complete opposite. So I'd be interested to hear your, your take on, you know, what does the NFC playoff picture look like at all right now? I know it's only week one, but...
0: Well, yeah, and I guess my response is I, I would almost argue that I think the entire NFL, even if the, let's say like the AFC isn't as wide open as the NFC, um, I would agree last year no one saw the Rams-Bengals in the Super Bowl. That and is true. I think that, is, that is just, I think, a byproduct of technology, you know, the fact scouting has improved over the years like you just in the history of sports from the nba to the nfl mlb just the talent pool increases every year by a certain amount and i think we've just almost gotten to the point where it's not run and kind of dominated by the same teams every year it's harder to keep a dynasty going granted you see it with the patriots but it's uh it's, it's kind of tapered off. I mean, you really have to have a just dynamic team, coaching, all sorts of things go your way. Um, and even then, we see it with, like, the top teams. Like, Packers have it all the time. Or in the regular season, they're great. And they get knocked off by a team that no one really saw coming. So I think just ultimately um, there's going to be probably some new entries into the playoff picture this year. I'm thinking the NFC, there could be two or three like fresh faces. Um, I think we'll have more of a determination of that in the next coming weeks here. But we got to keep in mind, it's like, yeah, the I mean, NFC, I guess you could say, is crumbling to an extent. But I also think some of the other teams have gotten better because the Bears were the ones that beat uh, the 49ers. I don't think they're going to be in the playoff picture, but vikings speaking packers i mean we both think at this point the vikings are gonna be a playoff team um
1: it's hard think- to, it's hard to argue that for sure i mean the the only rebuttal i can think to that is one injuries or two they find a way to win 10 games and miss the playoffs or something like the vikings always you know yeah. you know um, but yeah, I'd be shocked if the Vikings They should have been in the playoff picture the last two or three years I mean, there's really no excuse with the talent they have, honestly No,
0: yeah, There's especially on the offensive side of the ball um, They should be probably one of the top offenses in the league um, But yeah, I just think as a whole it's It was really cool We had a lot of great games Was there three overtime games or only two?
1: Uh, just two just Almost just the pack. third. Uh, the Seahawks won by one, so
0: I guess that wouldn't have been overtime.
1: But yeah, there's um, either
0: either way though, it's like the general there was no like forty five to ten bowouts or anything like that. I mean it was all pretty competitive. Oh, so. I think
1: the worst was the Ravens game Ravens, and it was yeah. like two or three scores. Like it wasn't That's anything ridiculous. Episode.
0: Yeah, like twenty three nine or something like
1: that. Yeah, some some twenty three like, twenty four or something like that.
0: Yeah, you, you knew that you know Ravens were a control and they were going to win, but um, it's it's not like the Jets got ran completely out of the stadium. Yeah. Um, but I I'm glad you brought up the Seahawks Broncos because <laughs> oh. uh, that's uh, no one expected. I I don't think a single person thought Russell Wilson was going to go back into Seattle. With the team that the Seahawks currently have, so and win that I, like or lose. I'm sorry, I think it was, it was guaranteed. Everyone thought Russ was going to do like Russ things. Um,
1: that Russ Cook.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, fourth and five. I mean, what are we doing? Granted, I still think it needs to be said the fact that the Broncos were in that situation. You know, that's that's still an incomplete pass away, a drop ball, whatever, and they still lose the game. And it's like, against the Seahawks, you were supposed to come in, and and the Seahawks, I'm expecting to be one of the worst teams in the league. Loved Geno Smith's performance last night, but I don't think it's sustainable personally. That's just my, my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think, I think with Geno, time will tell. Um, I, I, I would fare or lean to your side that uh, he, he's, he's not that good. Um, he's not going to do that every week. But then again, nobody does. I mean, we could be on a Geno Smith breakout trend here. I mean, we, we don't know. Um, but you said something interesting about Russ going back to Seattle, and uh, I actually did pick up an interesting tidbit uh, from the Manning cast on Monday Night Football, and I wrote this down, um, and it was Peyton. He was talking about the first time he went back to Indianapolis, and he said that he didn't go back to Indianapolis until his second year, like week eight or week nine, or something like deep into his second year in Denver. And he was like, and then he was like, it was still emotional for me, and it was still hard to go back there and play because I was there for so long, uh-huh. and... He then said, like, I can't even begin to imagine the emotions that Russell Wilson is feeling right now because he, he's still trying to figure out to throw it to the right color jersey. He hasn't even played a game in the Broncos uniform yet. Like, those those habits have – I mean, obviously you have training camp, but it was a valid point. Like, this is his first game. The NFL really screwed him over by doing this. Uh, so it, it didn't, when I thought about it that way, his his lackluster performance didn't uh, totally shock me. That is a really hard ask. Uh, I don't think it's an excuse to lose by any means, but uh, I don't think he played awful. I, I wouldn't Agreed. say that. No, um, fine. He was uh, fine. I think that uh, Geno Smith outperformed him, but maybe that's just more relative to my expectations. I mean, I, I can't really answer that. Oh.
0: Def, definitely, expectation-wise, uh, in terms of numbers, uh, Geno Smith was more efficient, per se. But he threw for a lot less yards. He was asked to do a lot less. Uh, had one more touchdown, but it's like it was—it was just kind of one of those weird games to me. Yeah, uh, the grinder one. You know, punters came out a couple of times. I mean, it, it, I don't know. It, it's just. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I guess what I'm trying to say is like I'm not worried about the Broncos going. No, forward. No, no, not at all. Uh, not worried about Russ. It was weird to see, disappointing. Again, objectively, not a good start. But I believe they they have an easy matchup coming up this coming week. Um, I don't know who it is off the top of my head, but I'm I'm personally Texans. Yeah. I'm oh yeah, Texans for rebound. And this is the game where if they don't, you're owing two to the Seahawks and the Texans.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's the panic way. button.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's when you're starting to really question the Hackett hire because I know a lot of people already are after Monday night. Just as yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. What's your What's your take that. on that?
0: Uh, personally, I don't think there's an excuse. Um,
1: so okay, you know, just, I guess.
0: Saw Pete Manning literally call timeout sixty times, like on his hands on the Manning cast. But so you would have
1: did, you would have gone for it then.
0: Yeah, I, I would, and, and I think honestly, like the second that clock, like a, t- a second or two, ticked off, you're calling timeout. I think you go for it. I think if you don't get it, then you just burn the rest of the time. And get the how
1: many time? time do you know off the top of your head how many timeouts they had left? Believe they had all three. Okay. I really dude. Like so, I think
0: that's shocking to me. Because then you would have had like a minute left, two timeouts. You're basically
1: get, saying, like, we you still kick it. If he misses, then we can I get a stop can, with our timeouts.
0: I think I think that in that first timeout, you can really mull over what you want to do. I think you have a conversation with Russ and you realize All right, this our best chance to win might be going for it and sending out a sixty-four yard field goal to win. I mean, he's we all can't be Justin Tucker. If I was seeing a sixty-six yarder for the win last year, it like barely went in. Yeah, it could have probably been good for maybe sixty-eight, sixty seventy yards, but it's like for the game, you don't just make that. I think the odds of that are very low. I think personally doing that is kind of like a punt except there's there'd be well relatively time speaking doesn't really matter how close they are to their end zone Um, because with a minute left in the game you just got to get the ball back but I I just I was personally not a fan of the call like at all I I really think in that situation with having Russell Wilson I think you got to go for it I think if it was the other side around Seahawks. Like if it was Gino Smith going for on fourth and five, I would maybe more consider taking that field goal. Um, but
1: I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I might have to disagree a little bit. And um, it, from the sense of, if you know you're going to kick it and you know, you trust your kicker to make it, then you don't, you definitely don't want to call a timeout and you want to run it down Anticipating he makes it and take as much t- time off the clock for them to come back and get their own field goal. Uh, and
0: I can agree with that. I it, can agree. You are dead set on we're kicking this. I, I just kind of see where he was.
1: Out. I see where he was coming from in the sense he was like, okay, if it's fourth or one, fourth two, even fourth and three, it's like, yeah, you should have gone for it, right? It's three yards. Fourth and five is like, okay, we probably can't run the ball. We're going to have to throw it. Do we want to risk throwing it and end the game here? Risk risk ending the game here, or if we're going to risk ending the game, let's at least give ourselves a chance to win, right? And so from that sense, like mathematically speaking, like if we kick it, we have a chance to win the game right here. No questions asked. And then it comes down to do I trust my kicker? And his in his defense... He had the leg. I mean, it wasn't like he came up like five yards short, and it was a stupid like he he did miss the kick wide left. Like it wasn't like kick to make just the the distance. Oh, I'm not that. disagreeing, but like it, I'm just defending the fact that like if you trust your kicker, like there was some validity there, and I think that if we're sitting, if he makes that kick three yards to the right. We're sitting here saying, "Man, Russ really squeaked one out." But what a great call! Go for the kick. Like I was skeptical, but it paid off. Like good for the Broncos, steal one, go one and oh, you know, get a win in Seattle. That's always good. Tough home field there. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I don't. I just think that like because the kick was missed, everybody's giving them such a hard time. And in reality, like fourth and five is a long way, and I kind of understood, especially and the timeout thing, like. Call a timeout. If you're going to go for it, call a timeout and pick your play. Totally agree with that. But if you are dead set on kicking it, run the clock down because that's like the smart thing to do, assuming you make it. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'll I'll say this. I agree with you on the, the time management. Um, but I, I still I'm going to stick with my my thing on. I'm just the proponent of. I don't think anyone should be taking that kick besides Justin Tucker and the. Other. Uh, seeing the missed kicks, seeing the – and I'm granted, yeah, the guy was close, but it's close enough to doesn't win you games. And you can say, well, you can win it now, right, with that kick. But also, you don't win necessarily if you pick up the conversion. I, I just personally think with three timeouts and a minute, going inside of the 50-yard line, that Russ is – I was assuming he would get it done or at least get you closer and in a better position to win the game. I think personally, like that was more pro. You had a better chance of winning the game by doing that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think it was more probable. Yeah, that's fair. Went for it and won the game than settling for a 64 yard field goal. Um, I, I just, that's why I just, again, if you trust Kicker, you're like, yeah, I've seen this guy. Like, that's what you want to go on. Have that it like you know, it's up to the coach, but
1: yeah, that, no, this, that's fair.
0: To I'm gonna throw that decision from kickers. Like, I I don't I don't think I remember who kicked that ball. Uh, I remember it was McManus for a while, but it was it was Brandon-
1: McManus again. It was. They still have McManus. Yeah,
0: I'll say because yeah, it was Matt Prater. I remember he hit. Long so long here's long. a. I just had a uh, thought.
1: A thought, just a, just maybe a little bit of a conspiracy thought, but do you think in the back of the coach's head, uh, because the air's thinner in Denver, remember, and everybody always says, like, and that's why Matt Prater would know, reel in those long ones for all those years and all that stuff. Do you think in the back of his head he was like, oh, I've seen him hit from 64 in training camp all the time because it's easier to hit a 64-yard field goal in Denver than it is in Seattle? I definitely would
0: agree with that. Um, because that is, I think, actually where McManus's career high was in Denver, it was it was sixty three yards, and Prater hit from like sixty four in Denver. Like it's, yes, it's definitely a factor. I think, um, but again, it's kind of like, are we, are we going to excuse that? That he's like, yeah, I think my kicker, and I guess he wasn't wrong. He was capable in the leg strength, but I just in that moment for the game in Seattle, which you got an environment then, I think. It's one of those things where yeah, if you're in Denver, you know that ball's sailing more. I think in Seattle, you know it's louder. So, like, your kicker is probably going to be a little more rattled. Um, and again, we could, we could go back and forth all day long on what was the right call, because ultimately it turned out to be the wrong one, but if it was the other way around, I could see people, well, do you, McManus is kicked from far. Do you? People are gonna fight to defend which side they believe. Um, I don't think it's like a mistake that, like, because Grant, I feel like a lot of people aren't overreacting, big time to it. It's uh, like you know how many gaps that uh, before last or not last year, year prior, with not letting you know rogers go for it and everyone was like there, there's so many times yeah there's always, coaches, there's always there's like,
1: always media yeah, head coaches you always
0: have questionable calls i mean it's it is what it is i don't think people uh, see the right hires we gotta wait and see it was week one oh, he's
1: definitely just, not on the hot seat if, if you're that's right no
0: it's kind of feels like some shows and articles are coming out already like
1: like, I mean what off. a tough like, what a tough week 1. I mean and I don't know why it nobody is. like thought of, but you got to go into Seattle which is still going to be just as loud, right? Your quarterback's dealing with all these emotions. It's his first game back and you already know, I mean this is Seattle Super Bowl because of your quarterback. <laughs> I mean they're going to be amped up like we they could go one and 16 the rest of the year and they won't care. Because they got the one they wanted, and that was to beat Russ. So, what? I mean, that's a tough game to go in there and win. Uh, I'm not making excuses. I still think the Broncos should have won the game. But uh, yeah,
0: in hindsight, it's, hi- it's, hindsight's it's-
1: 20, 20 I guess.
0: Right, yeah, and there's no pushing the panic button, I guess, is the no. bottom line. Like, the no. Broncos will be fine. We can speculate all day long. But at the end of the day, Seahawks got the win, you know, and they wrote off Chino, but he didn't write back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good line
0: oh, oh my classic. gosh love it I, I really hope it is his breakout you know it's for a guy it's like like 31 or 32 i i, haven't I would seen love it. to
1: see it i, I would think, love yeah, to see it
0: set the world on fire Gino i would B, love you know, to I'm see all, it i'm all here for it <laughs> um but all just, right i was gonna transition to uh our top performers. Now that we've got the entire week covered. So all right, wait.
1: I have play. I have as just a short talking point. I picked this up right before the show off of a, unfortunately a Colin Cowherd TikTok. But uh, oh. I want to hear your uh, thoughts on this. Okay, there were eleven quarterbacks in Week One. Before we get to the top performers, eleven quarterbacks yep. in Week One who started who did not play at all in the preseason. Okay, they had a combined record of three and eight. One of those wins was Kirk Cousins, who played Aaron Rodgers. So there had to be a win there because they both didn't play in the preseason. Another was Lamar Jackson against the Jets. uh, And the other one was Justin Herbert, who did play. I think he played outstanding. Uh, But the others on the list are Lamar, Joe Burrow, who played terrible. Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, who played bad. Matthew Stafford, who played bad. Kirk, played, uh, he played good. Kirk, uh, I think he played good.
0: Yeah, um, I would agree.
1: Russell Wilson, who struggled. Uh, didn't play terrible, but he, he did struggle. Uh, Derek Carr, three interceptions. Kyler Murray, we don't even need to say anything about his performance. Uh, Dak Prescott, who ended up getting hurt, but he was struggling before that. And then Ryan Tannehill, who lost to the New York Giants. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, uh, is there a trend here i mean i, I guess uh, i didn't I, I guess i didn't think about it from a packers fan perspective but you have a bunch of rookie wide receivers out there and Rodgers didn't take a single game snap in the preseason with these guys so why is it a shock when they go out there and there's no chemistry at all and he's forcing it to Cobb and he's forcing it to A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Robert Tani, the guys he knows. And after that first throw, I mean, he's not going to target Christian Watson for the rest of the game. He's not going to target Romeo Dobbs hardly at all. Like, and, and this goes beyond the Packers. I, I mean, I think Joe Burrow is another great example of this. I guess – I don't know. I think it's an interesting trend. I'd like to hear your thoughts.
0: I think it's not everything. I, I definitely think it's something, though. I, I don't think uh... – like, I'm not saying, like, these guys need to be playing a lot of reps in the preseason. Maybe a drive, though. Like, may, maybe it's yeah. you give them the first drive of every game. Well, this
1: is year two for Rodgers, too.
0: Right. Week one does. Yeah, I don't know if cold turkey's the way to go, especially given the history and given the proof we've seen on the field. Um, people can say, oh, it's pretty much live speed and practice. And it's, uh, well, clearly not. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I think it's something that now you don't need to have them out there every game and get, but there needs to be some sort of work, and especially with some of the younger receivers, uh, guys that you think are going to be mixed in with your veterans. I think they definitely need to share the field together 100% um, before that week one. No doubt.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think the data is there, and it's not just a Packers thing. It's not just a, you know, two or three teams. I mean, this is almost half the league here, and a lot of big name quarterbacks. Uh, Mahomes played in the preseason. He played awesome. You know, uh, Brady played in the preseason. He was fine. Like there's certain names that, on the flip side of great quarterbacks in the league, who did get those reps. Who, you know, have different cores. Yeah. Who then played good. I Even think it's
0: one yeah. one series, I believe, was all he played. But it's like that's really all you need. Like you just need your guy loose, so they're not trying to get loose in the first quarter of an actual game. Yeah. And I think that was definitely a factor with numerous games in week one. Um, but we shouldn't see any of that really come week two.
1: I mean, definitely. oh hey, let it let it be known: the Packers started zero one last year and won seven straight after that. Just uh, throwing that out there for those uh, those NFC North fanboys. Yeah, I, I would agree that
0: there, there's kind of no way that it, listen. I'm gonna be panicked if if they mess this up <laughs> at at home against the Bears. But we'll we'll look. We'll definitely we'll go get with there. We'll get it on in the show. Um, I did want to touch on before we kind of start looking ahead a little bit to the next week in the NFL. Um, I was gonna give my top three performers of the week. Um, All right. And oh, I guess I have three in mind, and I got like a couple guys like honorable.
1: I have a, I have three and one honorable mention, so that's okay, pretty. I, that's fair I
0: I'm thinking we might we might match. Occasionally, so why don't I, we'll just go alternate here? Okay, we'll just, I'll start. You'll go, and back and forth so that way. If repeat. One of us can use one of our honorable mentions and throw him in. That's yeah, like it's, I think there was a good enough a, a number of guys, but towards the top we might repeat because um, I I know the first one I had familiar face was uh, I was really impressed with Justin Jefferson. Um
1: Yeah, he's I, on my I, list.
0: Yeah, he, he's the guy that could establish himself as the best receiver in the NFL. Um, it's he's just basically got to surpass Cooper Cup and 184 yards with two touchdowns against the Packers defense, which in years past has been suspect for for sure. I mean, in the secondary, but those days I thought were over. I thought. We lined up week one with a defense that was going to give the Vikings some sort of problems. And that just really wasn't the case. Some drives, yeah, but definitely didn't stop Justin Jefferson. He was a major problem all day.
1: I think that here's my take with Justin Jefferson I had him on my top three. I have a backup uh, receiver to take as well. But Jefferson, um, he almost approached 2,000 yards in last year's offense. What is this new system going to unlock? Um, and, and, well, like you said, he could be the best in the league, uh, and it might not even be close. So uh, building off of that, though, the guy I'm taking, um, and it pains me to do this, but uh, I was very impressed with Devontae Adams this week. Uh, new new system, new quarterback, new location, new everything. Uh, same Devontae. Um, he he ran a route, and I saw it on Twitter and all over TikTok later. Uh, he made Asante Samuel Jr. look. I'm pretty sure it was Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, it, it, he literally turns the wrong way and runs like three or four more yards in the wrong way before he realizes the Devontae went left. It, it's oh, one of junior. the most embarrassing. you got to find it on Twitter. If it's, it's one of the most embarrassing things. I, as a DB, I've seen in a long time. Um, he was the same old self. Uh, there's not much else to say. I mean, he didn't even score. I don't even think he scored a touchdown, and he still was, he still was like eight or nine catches for over 100-something yards. Um, very clear he's going to be the focal point of that offense, and he Raiders seem to be winning that deal right now. Mm.
0: Yeah, as long as the car can start the car up a little bit better next time.
1: Yeah, get the engine running.
0: Yeah, you know, three picks is a couple misfires. But quarterback that uh, had only nine incompletions on the day, Patrick Mahomes, uh, picked up like Tyreek Hill didn't leave. I mean, 360 yards, five touchdowns. That guy was just the same guy we've known since he came into the league. Um, It was impressive, especially – I think it was, so Scantling is a new guy. He's a new Mm -hmm. face. Guy Moore, that's a new face. Um, Really, I mean, it's that receiving room. Juju Smith-Schuster, like, to have that going right away week one and not have any chemistry issues was scary for sure. And uh, definitely just gave me further confidence in the Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. I've been (laughs) hoping on for such a long time. I'd love to see you know Mahomes versus Rodgers.
1: Hard to disagree with that pick. I think that Mahomes established himself as if he wasn't already, he cleared any doubt that he's the best in the league. Um, start the MVP race now is what I've heard. But the other guy you can start the MVP race for that I picked as my top performer um, only because I feel like his stage was a little bit higher was Josh Allen. Um mm. I think that he yeah. had a little bit more to prove somehow than Mahomes. Mahomes had the doubters with no Tyreek, that's for sure. But uh, season opener, uh, going up against the defending Super Bowl champions, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and it did not matter at all. Uh, he threw a pick. It wasn't his fault. I think he threw another one, that one also. I mean, none of them were his fault. They both, like, bounced off their receivers. He started like 10 for 10 or something ridiculous was on fire. I mean, he literally looked like he had been playing football the entire off season. And then just like, this was just a normal day. There was no like six to seven month gap that nobody else. Like it looked like he had just never taken a break and was still in mid season form, end of season form uh, from the very first snap and the Rams couldn't keep up. And uh, I think that, uh, it's very clear. Mahomes, Josh Allen are one and two right now. There's some close contenders, but uh, I think that that's that's obvious.
0: I would totally agree with you. And something like a lot of people took back back a long time ago, people remember. Yeah, I don't know how old some of our fans are, how long people have been watching the game. When Josh Allen was coming out of the draft and was still getting. You know, a team. I mean, somebody's going to pick him. Jalen Ramsey came out and was like, Yeah, oh. this dude's garbage. Like, he's not worried of him. And I think even at the time, I was like, Yeah, he's from Wyoming. I was not 100% sold. I thought he's either going to be a stud or he's going to be another Paxton Lynch. And that's a very big gap. Um, yeah. Definitely a stud. C- clearly a stud. Accuracy has not been an issue. I thought if anything was going to hold him back, it would have been that. He would just misfire some throws. He wouldn't have the accuracy. Because that's really the only knock you could have on him was like his competition in school and his accuracy wasn't all there. But he was a kid at the time. He had all the talent in the world and he's fully taking advantage of that talent. I mean, he can just rip that ball. Some, Some of the throws he's making are just... oh. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's so, uh, I, it
1: seems very clear we're headed uh, to Chiefs Bills part three.
0: No doubt. I would be shocked if they don't have another matchup uh, coming up in this winter. But the final guy that I'm, just, I gotta give a shout out to, maybe even possible uh, comeback player of the year candidate, uh, Saquon Barkley.
1: Yeah, I had him. I had him. <laughs>
0: yeah, he was. Oh, he was – again, the, the game-winning two-point conversion was like the play of the day because going 1-0 for the Giants I think was huge for that team. Uh, Just morale-wise, they, they need to learn how to win. And with the new coach, beating the Titans week one, huge step in the right direction. But he had almost 200 yards on 24 total touches and this is a guy that we saw flashes that early has had some major i mean like major injuries in his short career so far and seeing him just come back and do all that was really nice to see that it, he's you know we're still going to get see some crazy stuff out of Saquon uh should be very promising for Giants fans because you can utilize him the right way and not as good of a receiver as McCaffrey but uh, the source of your offense and just kind of play off him and not have to put too much pressure and Daniel Jones, that's going to go a long way for them. I think.
1: Yeah, that's well said. I had, uh, I had Saquon in my uh, honorable mention as well. Um, it was just good to see him back, man. Good to see uh, some flashes that we really haven't seen since his rookie year. Um, and you could tell he, he was having fun. I think he said in a post post-game interview, like he was just looking forward to being back and finally playing football at 100%. He said he hasn't felt that way since he came out, um, which is just came out of the draft. But that's just crazy to think about, that you're dinged up every single week for three years. But uh, I did have that's one cool. other guy uh, that wasn't honorable mention. This was one of my top three, original top three. Um, I don't know how we didn't mention him the other day, because he single-handedly won his team the game Um, And it's the only defensive guy that anybody picked. But uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, I believe he had an interception. um, And then he had a couple tackles, something I think was a lot of tackles. I'd have to look up the numbers. But then he blocks the uh, extra point to win the game against the Bengals to force overtime. And then they go on to win the game. So without Minka Fitzpatrick, the Steelers don't win that game, assuming that Evan McPherson makes his extra point, uh, which I think is a fair assumption. And uh, I'm looking at it right now. I think it was 13 or 14 tackles, uh, an interception, and then the block kick. It's hard to hard to not give a shout-out to that. So I'm, all, I'm always going to try and include a defensive guy uh, in on these things because defense doesn't get a lot of love, man.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's well said. Because um, honestly, when def- anybody on defense, they make a mistake. It's like – but, yeah, that one mistake is just plastered all over the place, like Twitter, Oh, this guy yeah. garbage. like for just one bad rep. And you shut the guy down the rest of the game. But you get big play and you're toast.
1: You know, with uh, that being said, uh, I think it goes to show that I haven't thought about this guy yet uh, this year. So it probably means he had a good week one. Uh, shout out to Eli Apple for staying off my Twitter feed uh, for week one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> didn't see any more burnt toast memes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Jalen nice.
1: Ramsey Ramsey took the heat on that one for uh, yeah. for all the corners across the league. Yeah,
0: yeah. burnt toast guy of the week. That could be another award we throw in. Um, but
1: <laughs> burnt toast guy of the week.
0: Well, we'll just we're go looking ahead. You know, to to uh. The next week, I mean, well, we could sit all day and pick on some guys, prop up. But biggest thing is uh, that was week one. And tomorrow night, it's the start of
1: week two. Oh, and yes, dude.
0: It, it's really we're going to start to see some themes. I mean, some teams are going to go complete opposite directions. Some are going to continue on the trajectory. They are. It's uh, things get a little bit more real. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, for some just quick fantasy football talk. um I think three is kind of the magic number of just some waiver wire guys that you like going into next week.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair.
0: I would say probably the number one guy i I don't know you're not number one guy on my list per se um, but I, I think he definitely needs some consideration. um would be Jarvis Landry.
1: Yes, Which, dude, I didn't write him down. You're so right.
0: Yeah, he uh, having over 100 yards in week one with...
1: I think it was, was nine worth. targets, too.
0: Yeah, team, team, um, very impressive. And just the way the Saints' offense looks, they don't have Sean Payton anymore, granted, but I don't know if that's really going to matter. I really do think this team is talented. If James Winston plays the way he's been playing. Um Jarvis is gonna be a solid option for a lot of fantasy teams. I, I think that should not go
1: overlooked. Totally agree. Uh you go go ahead and go down the rest of your list and so then I'll I'll do mine. That way we sure. don't overlap.
0: Sure, sure. Um I got another receiver and that was uh Jahan Dotson. Yeah uh, I think you could make case for Curtis Samuels, maybe an option with the Commanders, but they already have Terry McLaurin. And so I'm just kind of thinking of like a number two. I think Dotson at some point is just going to be the clear cut number two guy. If um, not
1: number one, honestly, I mean.
0: Yeah, no, it, he looked really good. And being a rookie. Um,
1: he'll get, if you're concerned about his target share because he was touchdown dependent for points in week one. Uh, he's definitely going to continue to get more targets as the year goes on, just simply because he's a rookie, and as soon as and once he finds his role, he'll get more targets.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Um, I think my last just guy I want to tackle. Um, if you need a streaming guy for quarterbacks, just a quick add, you could throw. I, I want to stay on the Saints hype, man. Jameis Winston, like if he's available, I think that's a guy you can pick up, especially if you're just really just in a tough pickle. You had Dak Prescott, something like that. Um, but Khalil Herbert, yeah, what my eyes saw holds, he's going to be somebody that it stinks, you know, especially if you went out and got David Montgomery, but uh, He's probably the guy I think that gets a lot of the goal line work. I think he's better than pass protection. It kind of seemed, um, and if that's case, I mean, really, if he just gets like a touchdown or so every other game. He should be a steady scorer for you, especially if you're weak at running back. Um, and yeah, that's just really all the guys I've picked out. But
1: solid I'm picks, man. Those are some receivers. Yeah, those are some good picks. Uh, i have a couple guys um i'm struggling at tight end in a couple of my leagues so i have two tight ends on the list um tyler higby and robert Tanyan. robert Tanyan speaks for itself if if it's apparent that rogers is uh not going to trust anybody other than the guys he's thrown to before uh then Tanyan should get targeted a lot and uh higby was second in uh target share only the cooper cup in week one um, for Matthew Stafford. I think that number will go down once Allen Robinson gets more involved, but nonetheless, I still think he, I still think he saw, uh, I think it was either eight or nine targets uh, on last Thursday night, which is, I mean, for a tight end, that's astronomical. Um, and that's good production. Um, if you're in need of running backs, and this is maybe deeper leagues, but uh, I have Rex Burkhead on the list. Um, Damian Pierce looks like a bust in my opinion. I wouldn't. I'm not going to drop him yet, uh, but it appears that Burkhead might have beat him out <laughs> somehow. Uh, uh, I think some way. Uh, that's a deeper league, and then the obvious one with Elijah Mitchell out for two months. Jeff Wilson uh, with the Niners, uh, solid pick there, and then one more running back that I really like. Uh, McVeigh was quoted as saying that he needs more urgency out of Cam Akers, and that's why you didn't see him much uh, in the Week One game. Um, Daryl Henderson, I would go grab him. It doesn't look like Akers is seeing in the field anytime soon. I think he, Akers had eighty percent of the snaps, um, and then mid-teens touches. Um, it's only going to get. I think it's only going to get better. I don't see Akers unless something drastically changes. I don't see Akers getting you know, getting a big share of touches back anytime soon based off the McVay's comments. So uh, that's about all I got. Uh, the other one I have written down, uh, the Steelers' defense. They scored 27 points, so they're going to be feeling themselves. Anybody who can turn Joe Burrow over five times might be worth a look. Now I know T.J. Watts injured, but uh, four interceptions, T.J. Watts, I think he only had one of them. Maybe not even one of them. I know there was one D line interception. It might have been Cam Hayward, but. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: i am definitely had one of those. And uh, Minka Fitzpatrick's still there. It's still coached. Yeah, like, they
1: they just they, look good regardless.
0: Season. Yeah, no, like that's a good unit for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely a huge fan of that pick. That's that's defense that could prop your team up all year long. Um, yeah. But we'll. Uh, We'll cut it at there with the, the waiver wire picks. I mean, it's...
1: Waiver Wednesday.
0: Yeah, you know, you got to touch on it, but it really is sometimes so deep you can go. I mean, to a certain point, there's just guys that they're not going to be a huge upgrades yet. And it was week one. So you don't want to jump the gun on some of these guys' performances right away. This was just players we felt going, you know, onwards throughout the season that are only going to be solid and consistent options for your team.
1: All right. With that being said, uh, let's move on to the week two slates. Chargers Chiefs, I'm excited to see your picks here. I really am. Uh, Quick week one recap. Sorry, I kind of led you into talking and then uh, interrupted you. But uh, I went five and uh, 11, which is not good. Um, And you went six and 10, which is also not good. So uh, (laughs) don't. Don't take betting advice from us. We're uh, still figuring this out, but uh, I'm feeling a heater starting for me. So, uh, with that being said, let's let's dive in here. Yeah, we'll just roll right in it because
0: Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with my Super Bowl pick here. I loved what I saw in Week One. I think they continue to roll. I I would not be shocked if the Chargers won this. I, I personally think. If they weren't playing each other this week, I'd be confident that both of them get wins. Um, <laughs> that's I really feel great about those two teams right now. Um, but I, I got to pick the Chiefs.
1: I got to roll with them. I, uh, we're going different ways right away. Uh, this game, I have a feeling, has been circled on the Chargers calendar for a long time. Um, I know there's Mahomes and Herbert beef. Um, which doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, I think the Chargers are hot. It is at Arrowhead, which I know is just just a dumb pick for me to take, but uh, um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna take ta- I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Chargers. All
0: right, um, Buccaneers at Saints. I am gonna have to. This is getting run new games, by the way um considering it's in new orleans i could go to saints but I, I really just i think tom is gonna have a day personally um i don't know why it's kind of that hunch kind of seemed like there was a couple plays that were left to be had out there sunday night um i just think that offense has a big day especially julio taking the bucks
1: yeah i have to agree um they showed me enough. Just don't bet against the GOAT. Again, I got burned on it last week. They showed me enough <laughs> on Sunday night. Uh, until further notice, I will be betting on the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's nothing wrong with that one. I mean, you bet on them all year, you're most likely to come out with some. They're not going to lose you that many picks. Um, <laughs> i just can't be honest with that. Colts at Jags. For some reason, I keep like wanting to take the Jags. Um, I just can't bring myself to do it, even for the Colts. <laughs> the Jags almost won last week, and the Colts almost lost. I just think the Colts have to come out firing. I, I think Matt Ryan's got to have a big day. Wouldn't be shocked if this one's close to Colts scrape by again, but I, I really just don't see them losing. I think they pick up their first win here and keep the thing rolling. Uh, what say you?
1: I was really hoping you were going to take the Jags. Cause I feel the same way. Um, what I saw in the second half against the, uh, the Texans last week, I think that carries over. I'm not too worried about the Colts going forward. They're my super bowl pick. Got a ride with them. Um, Especially when they're going against a weaker division rival, although I uh, said that last week, so um, we'll see. How about Commanders at the Lions? I want to hear your take on this one.
0: I'm rolling with the Lions all the way.
1: Oh, uh,
0: I, I know the Commanders might make this a fight, but pardon me, I think I think the Lions kind of they show up, you know. We'll see how many weeks I can run with this before it becomes a problem. Once we hit like 0 and four, zero and 5 uh, I'm going to stop burning a pick. But <laughs> I, I, I really think you know, I this is the one. I think the Lions get the win here. I'm bowling with Dan Campbell, that squad. Uh, I don't know, though. I could see if you pick the other way.
1: I love the pick. I love I love the pick. Uh, I'm actually in the opposite field, I'm going to continue betting against the Lions uh, until they prove me wrong, um, which you are betting for the Lions until they prove you right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Very skewed logic, but I still love the pick. But, uh, no, I do like the pick. I, I think that this is a game they could get and if they get to one-on-one on one, one and one, uh, they could, you know, like I said in the uh, original divisional previews, I think that they could win six, seven, eight games. I wouldn't be shocked. I also could see them winning three. So, um, I'm going to bet against them until proven wrong.
0: Yeah, no, it seems logical to me. Definitely more uh, logical than trying to bet until they, they win. Um, but dolphins at Ravens is next one. We got, uh, I'm going to take the Ravens cause they're at home and I feel more comfortable. Uh, I still need to see how the dolphins play this year to fully put my trust in them. Um, but if they did the Patriots last week, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I think it'll be a close one, but I think the Ravens pull it out.
1: Yeah, I uh, going with home field advantage here, I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens lose. However, they look pretty dominant against the, uh, against the Jets. But uh, it's hard to bet against that efficient of a run game ever. Um, and uh, going with the Dolphins coming up to Baltimore, I think it's just going to be... A tough ask, so I'm going Baltimore as well.
0: All right. Well, that's. uh huh. I'm actually. This his next couple. I I, yeah, I guess he could be kind of torn, but the, the this Browns are at home against the Jets. Uh, do we do we have any points made? I mean,
1: both on Cleveland, I'm, I'm assuming. Gonna,
0: yeah, it might be close, just because. But like I, the Jets are really a team that I think they're a joke. I if if they win two or three games this year,
1: that's you know great. But have to agree, Cleveland gets to two and zero somehow.
0: Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Um, Panthers at Giants. This is oh,
1: go I- the Giants. I can go first if you want.
0: I, I'm just, I'm gonna go with the Giants. Oh, I,
1: you I, I, took I, my pick. You <laughs> took my pick, man.
0: I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't like Baker right now. Going into New York after what they did to the
1: Titans, I don't feel. Bad. Yeah, the uh, the a tale of two uh, two locker rooms. One team is just been an AFC uh, championship contender in their first game and the other one lost to what we thought might be a bottom feeder team. So I'm going to go with the one riding high on confidence and home field advantage.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's the safest pick. Yeah, I just, ah, Baker's just not been, but it's the inconsistency throughout his career has been problematic. Um, I think he gets more flack than he deserves sometimes because he's been so arrogant, but Uh, The inconsistency has really been the downfall. Um, Last noon game is Patriots at Steelers. And I think, dare I say it, the Patriots start 0-2. Wow. I I think the Steelers move on to 2-0. Quite frankly, I'm not sure how it's going to get done. Uh, I, I think they play well enough on defense. I hope that Najee's I haven't heard anything on his health.
1: Is I heard available. he's playing. I heard he's yeah.
0: playing. Okay. Yeah. I I'm assuming the Steelers just I think they played good enough to win. Um and I think the Patriots are probably still figuring some things out, especially in that receiver room.
1: Uh so I'm gonna take Steelers. I Have to agree. Uh, I think the Steelers pleasantly surprised me last week. But no T.J. Watt is a game changer, and uh, it's hard for me to bet on Belichick going 2-0, uh, and o, or 0-2, sorry. Um, no T.J. Watt, I think it throws the defense for some fits. Uh, I normally would take the Steelers here at home, but I'm going to take a risk here and go out on a limb for Mac Jones and the Patriots to get to 1-1. One one. Um, I think the defense overperforms, uh, gives Trubisky some fits. Najee's got injury questions. uh yeah, I have to admit I was probably taking the Steelers up until about 15 seconds ago, but uh I kind of talked myself into the Patriots, so maybe I'll regret that, maybe I won't, but uh we're riding with the Patriots.
0: Huh. Fair enough. Um I think I I'm looking ahead at
1: the afternoon. It's late and we got uh I, go ahead. I I think
0: I'm going to start kind of looking at like uh because, grant right, throughout the NFL season, there's usually like some crazy upsets. Like, a, you know, the Jets usually get one. I, I got to start predicting some of these. And <laughs> I, I think I see one that is just screaming my name. And uh, I think the Rams' fault at 0 2 on Sunday afternoon.
1: To wow. A
0: Marcus Mariota field day.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: I am calling my shot. Last week it was Geno Smith. This week it's Marcus Mariota. Man, I think the Falcons—they almost won last week. I think they get it done, and people start to look at the Rams funny. And yeah, I might look like an idiot for that later.
1: Yeah, but- I'm gonna I'm gonna take the safe play here. I took the risk on the Patriots, <laughs> so I'll uh, reel it back in here. Uh, Take the (laughs) defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, I know they're at home, and that doesn't mean much, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Rams just to uh, play it safe. I respect, I respect the heck out of it, though. I love upset picks. Don't get me wrong. You know, know, sometimes you got to trust it. So uh, I'm I'm cool.
0: And if that happens, it happens. But uh, listen, if if Falcons get blown out, I'm not betting with them all year. Uh, <laughs> Seahawks, they're going into San Fran. Um, I think the 49ers is one they need. There's Kyle Shannon's going to rip somebody's head off. Um, I, I think the 49ers win this. I think Geno cools off a bit. Um, because no way they ugly. lose at
1: home. I agree.
0: Yeah, just as ugly as week one was for them, that defense still is legit. and It's going to get problems to Seattle.
1: Yeah, totally agree.
0: Yeah, you're you're on board. Um, taking on same frame. Yeah, right, right. It's it's gonna be hard to take Seattle for a while. As again, as good as it was to see them win Monday, like you said, that was kind of their Super Bowl. Um, but Bengals at Cowboys is next up. I'm taking the Bengals confidently. Uh, I don't care that it's in Dallas. They don't have Dak.
1: Um, Uh, we don't really need to talk about it that much I I think that uh, first off they shouldn't have even been in the game against the Steelers they played so bad and they still should have won the game and the uh, Cowboys are terrible number one and they don't have their starting quarterback number two so that's that yeah unless
0: some crazy happens there Bengals should pull it out Cardinals at Raiders I'm fully confident that the Cardinals are going to fall to 0-2 and Cliff Kingsbury is finally going to be a put on the hot seat. Um, yeah, I think the Raiders win. Definitely. I, I, I don't know if it's really going to be a close game either. I, I think Cardinals got some problems right
1: this now. Is a, this this one I see 50-50, but uh, I have to agree. I'm going to have to – I think the safe play is the Raiders here. Cardinals got more questions than answers, and the Raiders uh, – they have Devontae Adams. So, uh, I, I'm going with Vegas. Um I'd love to pick the Cardinals. They're usually uh, first eight weeks of the season red hot, and I wouldn't be surprised if they come on win. But based on what we saw last week, it's it's hard to bet on that team.
0: Yeah, I definitely got to agree with you there. Um, Texans at Broncos is the final afternoon game of the day. Broncos, I mean, yeah, you did see Texans may gave the Colts a run for their money. Just saying, if you you went with the Texans, I wouldn't blame you. You know.
1: They're, sleeper team no man we're, we're, we're riding with the country <laughs> hey hey we, we we had a bumpy ride last week but uh, Broncos country we're riding uh, we're riding to one and one this week back at home in Mile High uh, playing a terrible team so let's, let's ride
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we got three primetime games left instead of the usual two because there's two Monday night games um, before for Monday night, there's Sunday night, and that is Bears at Packers.
1: I have a feeling I know who you're picking here. The Packers should roll. I, I that, have to agree. Yeah.
0: In Lambeau, in prime time, Rogers owns the Bears. If they lose, oof, I, that is going to be uh It's going to be tough to talk about. No, I'm just going to be honest with you,
1: and there's going to be a lot of. Fun.
0: A lot of things probably go wrong for us.
1: Here's my quick take on the game, okay? Uh, Rodgers back on the hot seat, as he always is at the start of the year because he's so controversial. Uh, He's going to the place he usually wins, and uh, he's supposed to look vulnerable right now, and they're supposed to look better right now. And uh, I think that we'll get into the second half of this take, and maybe it's biased, but I think the Packers roll, Packers win. And then we'll get into the second half of this take uh, when we get to the Monday night slate. But uh, yeah, go ahead, keep we can keep it rolling. Titans, Bills,
0: Bills. Uh, I had the Bills. Uh, Yeah,
1: I'm taking Buffalo too. Can't hard to bet against them.
0: It's yeah, it's it's tough right
1: now. They just they look so good.
0: Titans lost one that they maybe shouldn't have, but they did, and
1: so I just feel like. betting against the bills right now is like your Falcons pick. Like it, <laughs> it, it's like, Oh, I, I got a gut feel and they're going to look bad this week. And it's like, yeah, you know, they, they probably will two or three times this year and they'll lose two or three games. Uh, but the, you, you're an idiot. If you ever pick against them just based off math. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Um, so final game. I mean, it's Vikings at Eagles. This is, probably the most 50 50 matchup personally i see i'm going with the eagles but you know they're at home i'm not completely confident uh it is prime time perk though and he's been better a little bit the past couple of years uh but he's had that reputation for a reason uh, i'm going with the eagles
1: yeah you uh read me like a book uh second half of the take is i think we get to our uh we get to Tuesday nights and the Packers are one and one, and the Vikings are one and one, and the Bears are one and one. Uh, and who knows, maybe even the Lions are one and one, but who cares about the Lions? Um, and uh, I think Rodgers has a big day, and then the Vikings come out and lay an egg in primetime because Kirk Cousins is in primetime. And uh, the Eagles are a good team, man. I'm, I'm still high on the Eagles. So uh, don't get me wrong. Um, and, and let it be known. Uh, like I said. Not even a week ago. Not even like a week and a half ago. I picked uh, Philly to win the NFC East. And you said, man, I just think Dallas has too many weapons. And I said, I bet you somebody gets hurt. And uh, here, we, here, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Dak's already out. But, uh, yeah, we're going Philly. So, uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And maybe the Vikings are legit. But I think this is, their, this is a really good test. Oh,
0: Man, yeah, that, that does hurt, considering uh, I, I personally now can see that. I'd be shocked if Philly doesn't get the division, which <laughs> stinks. <laughs> A week ago, I was the other way. Um, but it is what it is. Win some, lose some. I called my shot, and that one I clearly missed.
1: Um, Funny how things change, but uh, hopefully we can uh, start to climb back towards winning overall records this week. And, yeah. Uh, Starting with a uh, nice old Chargers win tomorrow night. Or Chiefs, depending
0: on. Uh, uh, which, it's probably the Chargers. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's probably, probably going to be the Super Bowl uh, you know, contender with the Packers. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll see. That's right. Tomorrow night we'll see. Yeah, uh, 24 hours away now. Um, and yeah, we'll be back Sunday with our live reactions to the sunday uh day games as well as tomorrow night's mm-hmm. game um and then next wednesday obviously we recap primetime games we couldn't get to as well as the next week and waiver wire picks all that good stuff um but yeah it was a pleasure recording this one um, absolutely I think we're going to sign off and just hope we can see some more great football. I got to say week one was impressive. I think a great start to the season. And it's got me just more excited for week two. Um, So can't wait to kick things off again tomorrow night. Um, So, yeah, everybody that listens, thank you. We appreciate it. Caleb, it's great, as always, doing this.
1: As always, this was always a blast. I will see you on uh, Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, I guess. Yeah, no, Sunday night. We will be back at it. See you later. See you, my guy.